Hello and welcome to the Worthy Wealthy Women Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Wendy. This is where you'll learn the energetic shifts and the intuitive strategic steps to create the life and six-figure, multiple six-figure business you've always dreamed of. I believe that the key in creating your dream life isn't to become someone else, it's to become the truest version of you and she was born worthy. Ready to manifest magic? Let's get started. Hello everyone. So today we're going to be talking about investing in yourself. I love, love, love this topic. I've been doing a lot of investing in myself, in my business ever since I had the idea to start an online business. So I'm going to be talking to you about like the types of things that I've invested in, my backstory, how I started, um, different types of investments, just so that we can get our language clear. And my biggest pieces of advice for you when you're looking to invest in yourself, whether it is your first time investing in yourself or your, I don't know, or you've already invested $100,000. So we're going to get started. I'm going to start with my backstory. So the backstory is, I started my business um, about a couple months into my nine to five. I was thinking about, okay, how do I become a digital nomad? Because at the time, my partner and I were long distance and I wanted to be able to travel. And I also couldn't really see myself um, staying in a nine to five forever. So I just started Googling. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen these like Ty Lopez YouTube YouTube advertisements, but that was like basically all the advertisements I was seeing. Um, there was also bucket list bombshells, which was one of the first courses that I ever invested in. And it was about um, social media management and VA graphic design stuff and basically like the skills and also how to market yourself and start an online business um, being a digital freelancer, basically. So I started off with these like $100 to $300 courses. I think Buculus Bombshells at that time, it was like $297 or something like that. Um, and I'd already had a lot of experience with like Photoshop coding because I have a computer science degree and all of these things. And I just wasn't getting the clients even after I'd invested in those things. And then I invested in a group program about getting clients as a social media manager. It was about, I think it was about $3,000. It's pretty old school, cold emailing, working with um, the easy to enter the industry clients like you know I remember my first ever sales call um, being with a chiropractor and it was pretty much the opposite of what I teach now Um, and so that was like the beginning of my investing experience I had a couple um, of low ticket um, offers that I invested in and then this group program. So before we get any further, I'm just actually going to clarify what I mean by low ticket, mid ticket, higher ticket, and the different types of investments that you can make in yourself um, in this industry that we are in. So lower ticket, I would consider that as something like a masterclass, a workshop, um, maybe Voxer access, one-off, one-on-one sessions, intensive sessions, Um, things like that. And the mid-ticket would be group programs, live programs that are a little bit longer, or maybe a one-on-one intensive that's a bit longer, like a month or two months, something like that. And then higher ticket, I would consider to be private coaching um, or certification. Some certifications are a little bit on the lower end, but they're also, um, you know, certifications that are like $20,000. So 
that's what I mean when I talk about low ticket, mid ticket, high ticket offers. And there are a lot of like creative offers that you can have in between those price ranges anyways. But when I'm speaking to you in this podcast episode, that's what I'm referring to. So before we go into the other investments that I've made in myself, I would also say um, if you can stay in your nine to five or really build up a um, savings for yourself in order to invest in yourself. And the reason why I say that is because um, it's very, it's like, it's very so much easier for you to see the level of success that you desire when you're investing from a place of safety rather than a place of lack. So what I mean by that is when you make your investment decisions, you want to make them from a place of like, okay, I can spend this $5,000 and like, I'm going to just expand from this place. I'm just going to learn. I'm just going to like take in all that I could possibly take in and then implement it. You don't want to invest from a place of like, okay, I'm going to invest $5,000 and this has to work or else like my life is over, right? <laughs> That's a bit extreme, but you get you get my point. You want to invest from a place of um, safety, from a place of expansion, from a place of like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to dive into this and get started or learn more. Um, So that's like my number one piece of advice is to give yourself that space, give yourself that cushion. Um, Like, yes, there's a lot of like money mindset things we can talk about on a different episode, but giving yourself space is going to be the easiest thing that you can do for yourself when you're first starting out, especially if you haven't um, made these type of investments before and you're not used to um, either investing this amount of money or receiving this amount of money. Having that financial cushion can be extremely, extremely helpful for you. Um, And to be very clear with you guys, I did not have that um, amount of savings saved up uh, before I quit my nine to five, right? So I basically invested with the money that I made from my nine to five. Eventually I had to ask my parents for a loan. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just like, it's a different experience. And for me, I also would say that I learned so much about, um, the energetics of money through that experience as well. So I wouldn't say that like, I regret quitting my nine to five early, but I would just say that, you learn different things and you experience a little bit differently. And if there was a client coming to me, I would not want to take their money if it's like this is the last five thousand dollars I have and I need to I need to make this work. Um, unless they are fully, fully ready to do that themselves. So let's go back <laughs> to um, some of the investments that I made, some of my favorite ones, and some of the ones that I really like. Um, learned a lot from basically I wouldn't call them they were I I wouldn't say they were bad investments they were just investments that I learned a lot from so we are going to go with some of my favorite ones so my favorite some of my favorite like in chronological order would definitely be private coaching because in the beginning I went from like YouTube videos and free information on the internet and I couldn't piece it together. And then I went to um, the school programs where I just didn't feel like I received enough personal attention and I wanted to have that one-on-one space with someone in order to really help me grow my business really quickly. And so my favorite investments definitely have to be my first two, my first two private 
coaches were great. I learned so much. Um, I was able to have that one-on-one conversation, which means we were able to really look at what was going on in my business, what was going on in my thoughts, and really um, um, kind of like have that tailored attention. Now, I would say that these investments in the beginning that I made were definitely leaning towards the strategy, right? Because for me, in the very beginning, and I think a lot of people tend to do this, is, okay, like, what do I need to do? in order to get the results that I want. And what and what ended up happening was that through these investments and the and the implementation of the strategy and my first couple of launches, the first launch where I made $0, the second launch I made um, $1,500 during that launch, and then I had a couple one-on-one clients sign up afterwards. Um, so it was actually more than $1,500. But through these two launches, these first two launches that I did and this private coaching and these group programs that I invested in that were more on the strategic side, what I realized was that mindset was so important. The reason why I didn't get the results that I wanted was because I didn't have that like unwavering faith in myself. So it was, you know, it's very classic, right? If you have experienced this or if you're currently experiencing this, this can look like second-guessing yourself. This can look like wondering why people aren't signing up. This can look like um, external validation, right? Placing your worth on the number of people that sign up um, or placing your worth on the engagement or the likes and whatnot, right? So... This is what can happen if you do not have a very strong um, sense of self-worth and confidence in yourself and your offers and what the value that you bring to people. So then that brings me to some of the mindset investments that I made. One of them was like a program where I really learned a lot more about limiting beliefs, what they are, how they come up, rewriting them, um, subconscious mind and all of that. And that led me to actually um, get my coaching certification. So yes, I was actually coaching people. Um, I wouldn't say coaching, I was mentoring people on social media and how to grow their Instagram and how to sign clients on Instagram prior to getting certified as a coach. So I don't believe that you need a certification in order to start making money, in order to start helping people. But I do believe that it is in your best interest to be clear about the type of service that you're providing if you're not certified. If you're not certified as a life coach, Um, I highly recommend just being clear that your style of coaching is probably going to be more like mentorship. Um, So what mentorship means, just so we can clarify this as well, is more like, okay, this is what I did in order to get the results that I have now, and I'm going to show you how to do this. We're going to answer your questions on how to do this. I'm going to show you the strategies that I used, and you are going to implement this, right? It's not the same thing as being a coach where you're getting a lot more into this person's thoughts and their beliefs and how that's creating the reality that they want. Um, Now, I'm not saying... I'm also not saying that you have to have a certification in order to be a coach because I've personally been coached by people who learn these skills, um, you know, either through their own experiences or through working with other coaches. And they are great coaches, even though they may not have a formal certification. I would just get clear on yourself about, you know, what your experiences are and how you want to clarify what you do. Um, so that's an aside. Going back to my story about this, I got certified in um, NLP, uh, timeline therapy, EFT, hypnosis, life and success coaching. 
um, and that was really great. And then following that, there were a number of other investments, but I'm just going to talk about my favorite ones. One of them, one of them was a mastermind. So it was a mastermind with about 15 people and not everyone would actually get coached in that mastermind out, the hourly mastermind call that we had once a week, right? But it was so great to be able to be in that room um, and listen to other people being coached by a really great coach. And that gave me so much um, experience in terms of, okay, looking at, other people in this room are on a similar level as me income wise or even higher income wise and we all have these very similar thoughts that's creating the stagnation or um, that kind of like stress and anxiety in our businesses so that was super super fascinating just to be validated and, and, and feel like oh my gosh I'm not the only person feeling this way and also learning how to coach by watching someone else coach so that was one of my favorite um, experiences as well and what else um, I had another great experience with a mentor um, that was like a one month private intensive right so it was very focused on sales and I learned so much from that container I really like saw myself at my like at a very like uh how do I want to say this Mm, like get things done kind of vibe and it was really really great because I could I from that experience I proved to myself that I could do that right um So I would say those are some of my favorite experiences business-wise. And then, of course, um, with my personal investments in myself, I've made investments in myself to work on relationship anxiety, to work on fitness, um, spirituality, and deepening my femininity. And these were all um, really, really great experiences as well, especially the spiritual um, femininity piece. Um, with my mentor Christina and it is it's been some it's been one of my favorite investments so far and really like deepening the spiritual connection to God and I think this has been such a pivotal um, experience for me in terms of learning to trust um, and what trust actually means I know a lot of times people um, in the coaching industry will say like set your goals and then trust and then people don't really know what trust means right because it's really hard to um, describe that it's more of like a feeling of an it's like an energetic like peacefulness um, that you know that you're going to be okay that you know you're going to be safe whether or not you achieve this goal or not and this also ties back to this worthiness piece and really helps you in quantum leaping um, to the income levels that you desire or to improving the other areas of your life, whether it's relationships or health and fitness and all these things. It's so, so, so integral, this piece of trust um, and embodiment and worth. So those are some of my favorite, favorite um, investments. And I want to talk about some of my not so favorite investments. So again, I wouldn't call these my worst investments. I would just say um, these are the investments that I also learned a lot in. Um, And I'm going to talk about them in the context of three mistakes that I've made in my decision-making process when it comes to investing in myself. Um, So number one, the first mistake is trusting myself in the decision-making process. So knowing what I want, deciding from a place of this is what I want, rather than um, listening to other people, whether it is the coach that I happen to be thinking about investing in or um, society's ideas of what you should do. 
Number two was I did not invest in what I truly wanted rather than what was reasonable. Um, number three is I didn't learn how to make peace with my investments, um, myself and my mentors, if there were any experiences that were not so great. And all of these were, all of these, if I had known these, they would have saved me a lot of money. <laughs> so that's why I'm telling you this now. Um, but then again, it is through this experiences that I learned these things, right? So again, no regrets. This is just a learning that I'm synthesizing for you to take away. So the reason why I say that I should have trusted myself in the decision-making process is there have been so many times where I invested in a course. Um, this is more towards the beginning of my journey, right? And I, I log into the course and I'm like, oh my goodness, I already know all of this. Why did I pay for this? Um, but here's the thing. I think it's so important that we honor our word, right? So if I paid for something, then I paid for something and then I'm going to, I'm going to pay for the learning, right? So it wasn't a bad investment. I didn't ask for my money back. It's just, okay, I paid for this lesson and I'm going to receive this lesson. And honestly, it probably took me a couple times in order to really receive that lesson. Um, but that is super, super important, right? It's like, this piece and this again links back to your sense of self-worth and your value and understanding the value that you bring because I made those investments basically from a place of imposter syndrome right of like thinking I didn't know enough of thinking I wasn't enough to um, create the level of success that I desired at that moment and buying something where it was like wait I do know enough um, so that is number one um, and then the other thing about this is actually, um, I had another investment that I made where I invested $5,000 with money I didn't have. I actually borrowed from my parents um, into a group program where there were just a number of things about this group program where I was like, this was not the best investment. And the interesting thing is looking back on it, I realized I didn't trust myself to say no. Um, on the sales con, I kind of felt pressured to say yes. And I said yes. And then this whole experience just didn't feel the greatest. So was it a bad investment? Again, I would say no, I paid for it a number of lessons in this experience, how I wanted to hold sales calls, how I wanted to structure my programs, um, how I wanted to provide support for the people. Um, and also I learned a lot about myself because it was from this experience that I started realizing that I would hide in the back of the room um, during calls. I would like try to figure out, figure things out instead of asking a question. And I had this pattern since like elementary school like I would really pride myself on not having to ask the teacher questions not having to ask my professors questions and that I could google everything the truth is in life if you want to move ahead faster you have to like ask questions you have to be willing to make yourself um, feel a little bit uncomfortable and receive the support that is going to take you where you want to go faster so there were so many things I learned um, from this experience even though immediately after that experience I did not feel like it was um, the best experience that I invested in ever so so many learnings okay and just backtracking a little bit I'm going to talk about number two which is investing in what I truly wanted rather than what was reasonable so when I told you the story in the beginning when I was talking about investing in social media management learning about this and like deciding I wanted to be a social media manager or VA that was what was reasonable right based on the experience that I had I was I had one business degree one computer science degree I was a technology consultant in corporate and 
I don't know why <laughs> my brain at that time was just like, you're so young and you don't have any experience. It's so funny because when I say this out loud now, I'm like, that's a lot of experience. Not everyone has a business degree. Not everyone is a consultant in corporate, right? So, but at that time I was just like, okay, Wendy, you got to play, you got to like be reasonable. Um, so I decided I was going to do social media management and virtual assistance, right? And I, the thing is deep down, I didn't want to do it at all. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to provide a service in that way. And I didn't want to use my gifts in that way, but I, it just isn't true to who I am. And at that time, I just couldn't see it. And I just really tried to force myself to do that. And I spent a lot of money and time learning about it um, and doing it. And I did the things I knew I didn't want to do, right? So the first time I got paid for um, work online was I was doing virtual assistance work for a fitness coach, um, where I basically just hung out in WordPress all day, uploading videos and like reformatting the web pages for like $15 an hour. And I was being paid way more in my corporate job at that time. So like when I think back on this, I'm just like, what? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, but it truly was like my brain was like, you know, it's not reasonable for you to do what you actually want to do because you got to start. Everyone's going to start somewhere and you got to start small. That's basically what was happening and um, what I was actually doing. Right. So, you know, that this is like such a huge, such a great example of like your reality is created by your thoughts. I thought I had to play small. I thought I had to start somewhere small. I thought I had to start somewhere reasonable. And so my reality was being paid $15 an hour for something I didn't even like to do. Um, so I digress. This piece is really important. Think about what you actually really, really want to do and move yourself in that direction. Yes, if you want to be a coach and you've had zero coaching experience, probably doesn't really make sense to like charge $15,000 for coaching, but start somewhere related to work, what you want to do. Um, and you know, that can be another conversation. Let me know if that's where you are right now and what questions you may have. Find me on Instagram, DM me the questions and I can make a separate podcast episode about like starting from the beginning. Um, but I digress. Um, number three, is making peace with your investments. So you will notice like throughout this podcast episode, I'm telling you that these were experiences that I had that in the moment I was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't like this investment. Um, but now I'm, what I'm saying to you is that it was a huge learning and this was really, really important for me to grasp because at that time when I had just made that investment, just finished that course or group program or whatever it was, and I had these feelings of, oh my goodness, why did I do that? Oh my gosh, why did I invest in that? Oh my goodness, why did this coach do this? That creates lots, lots of different types of emotions that are not conducive to you shining and leading, right? For me, some of those emotions were guilt. I felt guilty about spending thousands of dollars. Um, some of that some of those emotions were resentment. I didn't like how a coach was teaching and I just was not aligned. And to me, it was not the best way. Um, and if you are holding these emotions, it can make yourself, it can make you like really question yourself and what you're doing and how you're doing things. Um, and for me, it was so, so important to learn to forgive everyone involved in that transaction 
and to extract just the teachings and move forward with just the teachings and just the lessons rather than all these negative emotions that were attached to it. Um, so some of the some of the things I did around this was like cord cutting or maybe um, writing a forgiveness letter, burning this forgiveness letter and just really letting it go. Um, tapping was also really helpful for me for some of these experiences. And this will allow you to move forward with just your energy and your truth and your authenticity rather than these like, mm-hmm, like, you know what I'm talking about, like rather than these negative emotions that kind of feel heavy right and they're like you're trying to show up to sell your offer but then it's like almost like an anchor that's like pulling you away or something um so that piece was also really 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 important so those are my three main pieces of advice for you if you are looking to invest in yourself number one is trust yourself in the decision making process Number two, invest what you truly want. Invest in what you truly want and desire and feels exciting and, and expansive rather than what seems reasonable. Um, number three is make peace with your investments and yourself and your mentors if there are any like not so great feelings. And sometimes, you know, there were times where I had these like not so great feelings, and then a couple months later I look back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I needed. Thank you so much. Like that was great, right? So our feelings about things can change as well. And I think it's just so important for you to move forward in your own energy. And then when it comes to like what type of offers are you are investing in, these lower ticket, mid ticket, high ticket, again, I think it really depends on where you are on your journey, what kind of support you truly desire. And then also giving yourself permission to invest in that type of support. Because for me, um, in the beginning, I knew I wanted private coaching, but I just felt like, oh my gosh, private coaching is so expensive. <laughs> um, these were my thoughts prior to investing in my first private coach, right? But then after I did, after I like leapt, leaped, leapt, after I leaped for that, leaped into that, um, <laughs> I realized, I was like, I wish I had done this sooner, right? Because um, it was really like what I desired in that moment. So final piece of advice is definitely to follow your desires and know that you can't get it wrong, right? All of these experiences that I've had where I may have felt like, oh my gosh, why did I, did, why did I do that? That happened in my journey because there was a lesson that I needed to learn. And with anything in your life and in your business, you can handle it. You can handle it. You can handle the success and you can handle the feelings of disappointment or the feelings of why did I do this or the potential like you know quote unquote loss of this money again I never really see it as a loss because there are so many learnings that come from each decision that you make in your life Um, but the truth is you can handle all of it you can hold all of it so there's no need to be afraid because you can handle it if you weren't if you were not able to handle it, like this decision would not even enter your um, your world at all. It would not even be in your peripheral vision, right? So if it's there, if an opportunity is there, if you have a desire for something, that means you can handle all of it. You can handle the duality of it, duality of it, um, and it is safe for you to go for what you desire. It is safe for you to create the business that you desire. It is safe for you to invest in yourself and become a stronger, better, um, healthier, whatever verb, adjective you want to use here, um, person, 
It is safe for you to be the best version of yourself. So trust yourself and trust your intuition in making the big decisions. Um, And this is the same for your business as well, but we will leave it here for now because we are talking about investments. So if you have any takeaways, any shares, any questions, feel free to let me know and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I am so excited to hear what you learned, what you're implementing, and your reflections from what we talked about. If you love this episode, do leave a review where you listen to podcasts as it helps more and more people discover the gems in the Wealthy Worthy Women podcast and create their dream lives and businesses. If you have any questions, you can always find me on Instagram at Just Ask Wendy or join us in the Wealthy Worthy Women Facebook group in the show notes. If you're ready to step into your power and create your next six figures, multiple six figures from a place of joy, embodiment, and excitement, DM me about private coaching, and I will see you in the next episode.